This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified, here for our second show of 2019. How are you doing, Allison? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. This morning, we're going to talk about headlights. And everybody who drives has got at least two of them, uh, unless you're driving a motorcycle. But uh, So we'd love to uh, answer your questions about headlights. Or your questions about anything. Allison is a fantastic sounding board if you want to reconfirm something you've already been told or want to figure out where you need to start. Well, it's an unusual topic, headlights, but it's actually interesting and fascinating and affects your safety. So that's why I chose it. But it's it's more in depth than you would ever imagine. Right. And (laughs) so it's neat. I guess headlights have the twofold. Uh, goals of helping you see where you are. My mama lives out in the back of the boondocks, and you need your headlights to see to drive down the road. Oh, yeah. But there's no lighting. Yeah. But then I live in Jackson, and I want my headlights so everybody else can see me. Yeah. Yeah. But the headlights, uh, they get cloudy. So That's one problem. Let, let's talk about why the headlights get cloudy. It just oxidizes with the UV radiation or re, UV light coming into them. And uh, uh, you'll see people say just put use toothpaste, but that does not work, and it does go right back to it. So yeah. the proper thing is just to wet sand, wet sand it yeah. as, as, with a few different grades of sandpaper and well, then put a clear coat on it. Just spray a, uh, in a UV-resistant clear coat, and it don't, will last. Don't give away the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get let's let's talk about a little bit about what what makes them cloudy. Uh, it, it's it's the sunlight. Yeah, and uh, the sunlight. You know, everybody has seen cars that have gotten the paint on the cars that uh, gets damaged, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the uh, headlights also get cloudy from the sunlight, and a lot of times your bulb may or may not be fine. Yeah, that's one thing that I had forgotten about. And uh, on my van, it's really old and the lights have dimmed a lot. But um, in changing the bulbs brightens it greatly and I, right. I'd forgotten that bulbs they do they wear down over right. time right. so it's not just when they go out right it's actually way less light than it was when you put it in brand right. new so just putting in new bulbs can help especially on older cars that right. have the halogen bulbs and yeah. that wear down your leds if you have leds that's a new thing they're not going to wear out and if you have the new hid 
they're not going to wear out like your old school bulbs do. Allison, you're jumping ahead again. I'm <laughs> saving that for later in the hour. I'm trying to hit a lot of topics. Allison <laughs> is awesome. She has so much, so much information. So if you have a question you'd like to ask Allison, it doesn't just have to be about headlights, uh, about your vehicle. Give us a call. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and our email address is auto at mpbonline.org because maybe a lot of people are listening at work and they don't really feel like they can call in but you can email uh talking yeah talking about older cars and the headlights the AAA had some tests done on headlights from sedans that were 11 years old which is not all that old that would be model year 2008s i guess and on low beam they only provided 22% of the light created by new headlights. Mm-hmm. So it was reduced by 80%. Drastic decrease. Mm-hmm. Right. So check, the AAA encourages you to check your headlights as part of your regular maintenance. I like that. And I guess in Mississippi, we don't we don't have car inspections anymore. Mm-mm. You used to go and turn right. blinker left, blinker right. Yeah. Uh, turn on your headlights, your high beams. So... You might need to get a buddy, or if you're in a carport that's or in a garage that's yeah. dark. Yeah, that or I mean, just drive down the road, and if it right. looks super dim, that's that's a problem that I've had with an older car. And the, yeah, you have to you have to do something about that. It can get really bad. I've, mine was pretty bad before I fixed it. Yeah. In Jackson, you need the headlights to see the potholes. <laughs> yes, you need. Yes, you do. I know, right? It's serious. <laughs> well, we're talking about headlights today, but we're also taking your car repair questions. We'd love for you to give us a call one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464 and we do have a call we are going to now go to bill from grenada bill we appreciate you calling in today good morning good morning how are you this morning fantastic and yourself well better than i deserve i promise you all right Uh, um i got a little comment uh and i don't know how many vehicles this applies to but uh on a 2004 Lincoln Navigator. If you have a headlight go out, don't replace the headlight. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm waiting. Look, for at, this one. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at the fuses. There's four fuses, one for each low beam and one for each high beam. Now this is on the high uh, uh, HID lights. High-intensity discharge. It could be like this on other vehicles, so bear this in mind. Check your fuses first. Yes. It's better to spend $0.10 on a fuse than $300 on a light bulb. Yeah, and you're right. They are expensive. They can be. They they range in price greatly. But I've heard that just getting them online, you can you can get Chinese rip off ones oh, yeah. and they don't work well. So you do kind of have to watch your source for headlights uh, replacements. Uh, right. Go to the auto parts store is what I recommend or your or your dealership. But um, 
Yeah, it can have some other little problems besides just the bulb going out. And I like to switch bulbs to see if that's what it is first. That's a quick way to do it. Like if you have a bulb go out, don't just replace it. Switch it with the other bulb and see if it's a problem. And then if you're still seeing that right, then you go and check the fuses, relays. Can be I like to check the fuses first because yeah. I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, some of them are hard to get into. Like, you have to remove the bumper. So <laughs> oh, it's Lord. not as easy as it used to be. Yeah, like which a bumper is easy to get off. But, yeah. It, you know, but, yeah, some of it is a little more involved than just switching out the lights. <laughs> Most of the tail yeah. lights are still easy like they used to be. Yeah. But the headlights, you sometimes have to take the bumper off. I'm not, I can't say it on the radio what I think about it. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> it's easy to take off a bumper, though. It's not that bad. It's just a little weird that we yeah. have to do that now. <laughs> they got it this, so packed in there. You, you can't get to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate y'all's show, and uh, y'all are getting a lot of good information out there well, uh, for the people that uh, need the, the – uh, what is what is it uh, – Auto auto repair for dummies, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, because I mean I, I I get a case of that every once in a while myself, so uh, yeah, I appreciate everything that y'all are doing. Well, thank you, appreciate that, Bill. All we right. appreciate you uh, reminding us about the the fuse box. Now, do both cars have one or two, or where where could someone find a fuse box in their car? The fuse box for the headlights is generally up under the engine compartment. Oh, okay. And you'll see a little black box, mm-hmm. and it, the top pops off, right. and it's easily accessible. And then the other one, they'll have a fuse inside the, the compartment, your, your passenger compartment, and it'll be down like where your feet are up under the dash, either on the driver's side or the passenger side. And if you have your owner's and manual. You have your, it's, all, it's all listed in there. Yeah, your mm-hmm. owner's manual can tell you which fuse goes where. Well, yeah. we're really excited that Lisa and Harry have called in. We're going to go to Lisa from Brandon. Thanks for calling AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Oh, Lisa. No, no, Lisa. No, okay. Well, she looked like she had a good question. 2016. Hang, hang on, Lisa. Tahoe. Let's go to Harry. Harry, are you va- there for AutoCorrect? Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, I think we're going to take a little break while we figure out what's going on with our phones. And when we come back from the break, we're going to continue our discussion about headlights. But we'll talk about anything, any car question you've got for Allison. We would love for you to call in. Our number is 1 877 MPB RING. That's 1 877 672-7464. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We'll have a list of this week's cars under recall, or will we? When we come back, you're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back to AutoCorrect with late with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I am Liz Gill. And if you're wondering, as Lori8354 uh, is wondering how you can get in touch with Allison uh, out of the office, out of the, is this the office? I don't know. Out of uh, AutoCorrect. Like <laughs> she is all over social media. Allison has found it has been to her benefit to not have a shop. She either rents a, sh- uh, a stall or comes to people's cars with uh, her toolbox in her Prius. Or does it under a shade tree. Or does it under a shade tree. <laughs> but she is ASE certified, and you can find her on social media, the Lady Auto Mechanic. And she is very good about getting back to everybody who gets in touch with her that way. If you can't listen to our show all the way through, we'd love for you to find our podcast. I like to listen to podcasts when I have now started making a T-shirt quilt for my daughter. I got her high school T-shirts and she's 26. (laughs) So I've been having them. We've kept them for a while, but uh, that's what I'm going to be doing during this winter. And uh, it's hard to watch TV while you quilt, but listening to podcasts is great. All right. I made a little tease about this week's recalls. There aren't any. And you might ask, oh, we've gotten so good. There are no recalls. No, that's not true. From the Detroit Free Press, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration confirmed its investigators will not be performing some key tasks, including defect investigations. Quote, during a government shutdown, some key agency functions will be discontinued until funding is restored. Functions funded by the Highway Trust Fund will continue, while those funded by annual appropriations will be suspended, including safety defect investigations, field crash investigations, review of consumer complaints, and notification of new vehicle and equipment recalls, according to a statement from the agency. So... No recalls. But we do have some phone calls that we're very happy to get to. So let's go to Buddy in Natchez. Buddy, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect this morning. Hello. I love this program. Well, thank you. Uh, I got a complaint about the headlights on automobiles today. Have you tried to change a bulb in a headlight on a car today? <laughs> My grandson came over, and it had to take the, had to take the inner fender out. Had to take the grill out, all of this to just change a low beam bulb in his GMC truck. So I advised my son the next time the grandson's truck has a burned out bulb, buy another truck. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed those GMCs are even a little more intricate than just removing the bumper. Most cars uh, just remove the bumper if they have to do that. Yeah, one of my friends <laughs> had a Cadillac with a burned out bulb, took yeah. it to the dealer, and it was $400 to change the bulb. Wow. That's the one the I was thinking of. Wow. And several years ago, well, that hadn't been about three years ago, I was in a Cadillac, it was about a two-year-old Cadillac, went to the other side of Atlanta, had to turn around to come back to Natchez, and uh, the car would not come out of park. And I asked what anybody knew anything, why everything worked, but it wouldn't come out of park. And read the book, and it said, if a turn signal bulb on the rear of this car burns out, it will remain in park until no. you get another bulb. 
No. I thought, now what moron thought of that idea and what collection of fools okayed it? Several pages over in the book, it said, procure a screwdriver, remove a plug in the bottom of the steering column, insert the driver, and with a sharp upward force, release the car from park. Now, you think somebody goes to church, some poor little old lady, and she comes out and tries to come home and the car won't come out of the park. She's going to get a wrecker. The wrecker's going to take it to the shop, and she's going to be charged around $200 just because a stinking bug burned out. And the car had four bugs back there, and only one of them burned out. But yet and all, that was enough to put it in park and leave it there. I hate to say it, but that's a good example of why we have to regulate businesses doing ridiculous stuff like that. Like that, I don't know if that should be okay. Wow. <laughs> it should be against the law to do that. I agree with you. If someone got stuck with that, and they, I mean, how would they ever bit that? And the next thing they do, they have to take it to a dealership and. And, and not everybody has a book in their glove box that no. will them those kind of things either. You Please know, leave that in your car. Used car. <laughs> you know, used cars right. seldom have a book in the glove box anymore. But right. uh, I was just thinking this is just one of those things where the engineers that build these cars don't worry about having to come back and work on them later on because they fix it where it's nearly impossible to the homeowner to do it. Yeah, you're right. And I got a feeling they're kind of allowed to make it difficult so that they make more money in the dealership. Just a just a theory. And th- I think some are worse than others, but yeah. That's I've never heard of that. That's that's pretty far out. That's yes, indeed. Well, thank you for the show. I really appreciate it, and I uh, always look forward to hearing it. Well, thank you for listening. Oh, well, Buddy, we appreciate you. All right, so here's my takeaway from Buddy's call. I am uh, texting my daughter right now we just got uh, they got a new car over christmas and i'm texting please check to see if your car has owner's manual uh yeah and and so it's awesome to keep your owner's wow. manual in the car and i know and read it and just read randomly it. if yeah. you're bored one day go through and read your owner's manual. it right. will blow your mind what's in there right it's it's interesting stuff. I know my mom, just a few years ago, uh, the light went out in her car, and I, my brother tried to change it, but he couldn't, but my hand was smaller, and mm. I didn't even know about taking off the bumper, but I was able to kind of worm my yeah. hand in <laughs> around to get it. Yeah. All right. So we're excited that uh, we've got lots of phone calls today, and now we're going to go to Lois. Lois, thanks for calling us all the way from Alabama. Well, not all the way. We have lots of Alabama listeners. Uh, thanks for calling AutoCorrect. Thank you. I have a, a 2013 Honda Accord, and about three weeks ago it started a rattle, and you had a program where you talked about a rattle that a customer couldn't find. And I didn't get, I only got the end of it. I don't know what you said. Could you give me a repeat on that? This has been happening for about three weeks, and it's getting progressively worse, and I've checked all the the eyeball things. You know, the trunk, it seems to be on the right side in the back, and it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does happen, it really happens. And I'm 60 miles away from my, um, uh, uh, my company where okay. I bought the car so a few years to. back. Just have a look at that. Is it over bumps? 
That is uh, not necessarily, yes. You say you just driving down the road and it's just, just randomly riding. Down the road and sometimes I'll be driving on a. It's better on a smooth, newly resurfaced road, but sometimes it rattles on that, and then sometimes it doesn't rattle on a and a bumpy road. Let me I mean, tell you what I think it is, it, and this this is something that you can check. Otherwise, I'd, I'd have to actually look at it and check the suspension. But you're in your fender well, the plastic that covers the wheel well in there that can come loose and the wind will erratically knock it into your tire and it's like like this well, that and loud that. noises. It's a, it sounds like a metallic rattle. Like a, like, it does sound like a metal rattle. Somebody called in and to, what, this is what I heard that it kind of interested me. Somebody called in about that and I did hear this and he, the person, I don't know whether it was you or somebody else, I don't remember, but they yeah. said check to see if a squirrel had decided on a really nice place to hide it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was inside the car on the air conditioning system in the blower motor. Uh-huh. I wish yours was that simple. But it's uh, I would take it to a tire shop who deals with a lot of suspension stuff okay. and have them. Because they'll know how to, to test it and check out specifically for ball joint being... Uh, needing repaired or replaced bearings acting up um so your your specific points on your suspension that they need to look at to, okay. for that kind of noise okay so you um all right well we, there are a couple in my town uh, that i can take it to that's I, what i would do and you know something i thought about uh since we're always giving tips on car stuff um i thought about if you if you're going just to get your oil change use a, a independent shop and then you can form a relationship with them and when you have a problem like this you can trust that they're probably going to give you the right information you'll know them by name at that point instead uh-huh. of using the quick lubes and the and, and and stuff where you don't really get to know them right that well i've well. always taken my car for regular service but it's Good. 50 miles away from my house yeah and um so i just did you live way out then <laughs> I've just kind of waited around, and then I heard you this morning that you were going to be talking about this, and I thought, oh, well, I can ask to see if it's some weird thing like a squirrel hiding in a place, hiding its nuts. Well, when it's suspension stuff, it can be dangerous. Some of those cars you see on the side of the road with their wheels gone out sideways, uh-huh. that's uh-huh. ball joints and tie rods coming okay. coming loose and and. And so you don't want that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Well, Lois, we appreciate you calling in today uh, to AutoCorrect. We're talking about headlights or whatever you would like to talk about. We've got our next call is Lisa from Brandon. Oh, Lisa, we hope we can talk to you now. Hello. Yay, Lisa. Hello. Thanks for calling in today. Welcome to How AutoCorrect. Thank you. I enjoy your show. I listen every Thursday. Oh, <laughs> great. Thanks. Okay. Um, so, a quick question. I heard uh, you mentioned older vehicles. Um, the dimming lights could come from those type of bulbs. So, I have a 2015 Tahoe, and I noticed that when I drive, particularly from my sister's house in Flora, <laughs> that it's pretty dark now. So, it, And I would turn up the high beam to see if that was a reason, but um, that's not what it is. So it seems like the auto setting, those lights seem dimmer than they once were. Do you have an idea of what that could be or reason that could be? Um, that could be your bulbs have worn out. Uh, okay. So that's maybe the first thing I would do. But... Uh, I that, I have to wonder if there might be another problem. But have your bulbs been replaced that you know of since you bought it, or did you buy it new? 
I bought it used. Okay. You bought it used. Um, um, the bulbs may have never been replaced, so I would go with that. And you can go with the brighter bulb that fits in there. And I recommend okay. not getting that stuff online, but getting it at an auto parts store locally so okay. they can fit it directly for your vehicle. Um, it's because it's guesswork online on what you're getting as far as getting eBay, Amazon. Um, but maybe getting some brighter lights on there. But you probably just need bulbs, maybe. maybe. And if it's, okay. if that doesn't work, then you've got something else going on. Something's causing resistance in that line where it's not getting all the power it needs for your okay. light bulbs to work correctly. I mean, and it's had a computer problem before, um, but that was supposedly fixed. Should I check that out again or just start from the bulb since I see the issue there? That shouldn't be related unless you have adaptive lights that move with, or, or anything like that. And I don't think they were doing that back in 2015. That's more of a new thing. Um, so it shouldn't be tied in with your computer. Okay. So uh, well, Thank you so yeah, much. You're I'm welcome. I'm getting that checked out soon. <laughs> okay. Good deal. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. We're so glad that uh, uh, Caitlin called in, or Lisa called in. Caitlin and Harry, hang on. We're about to take a break. We're going to give you a, a new app that might help you with your drive. If you would like to call and talk about your headlights or ask Allison a question, our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 1- We've got 30 minutes left on our program. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert, and I'm Liz Gill. And I hope that you've downloaded our app, the MPB Public Media app. It's free at Google Play Store and for Androids and iTunes for Apple products. And this, Allison, I think you'll get a kick out of this app. Uh, it's $9, and it's for Apple phones only, but it's called Dinolicious Classic. Uh, when many car magazines report zero to 60 miles per hour times, lap times, cornering forces, and MPGs, oftentimes those stats are courtesy of test vehicles fitted with incredibly expensive data logging gear. If you want to head to the track or learn how to drive your favorite road to the fullest, that cutting-edge tech might not be fiscally possible. Dinolicious Classic does much of the same. It records all the data you could ever hope to know and is said to be accurate up to one mile per hour and lets you share your stats with friends via email and social media. Dinolicious Classic. And this is not on Android, but I believe it's $9 on Apple phones. Darn it, I have an Android. I know. <laughs> All right, so they need to know to, to do something like that. I'd, I'd love to see that in action. That would be interesting. <laughs> All right. Very. We're talking about headlights today or whatever car problem that you have. We're so excited that uh, Caitlin, Vicki, and John have called in. But it's Harry's turn from Louisiana. Harry, thanks for calling AutoCorrect. Go ahead. 
Thank you. I've got a 2010 Chevrolet Silverado pickup that has 160,000 miles on it. And it came from a friend, and I know that uh, he never serviced anything other than at 80,000, he changed the uh, main uh, belt. Okay. And I need to know what I need to do to, uh, uh, if I need to do anything with the transmission, changing the transmission filter, or what do I need to do with that many miles? And I might add, too, that they're 95% are road miles and not city driving. Okay. I would go through and change all your fluids because on, on that truck you got your differential fluid. I, you didn't say it was a 4 by 4 so I guess it doesn't no, have a transfer. No, it's two-wheel two drive. Um, change your differential fluid. And on your transmission fluid, if it looks good, it's not burnt. Uh, it does, it's not showing signs of a transmission problem with slippage or anything like that. I'd go ahead and do a, a just a drain and fill, not a flush, and do your filter, too, if you feel comfortable with that. And uh, just, just refresh it. Don't flush it. Something, one that, that is that old, that's never been changed. Uh, and it's just refresh your, your fluids and then your other things like your fuel filter, PCB valve, uh, of course your air filter and that sort of thing. Throttle body in, intake clean. And that, that covers a lot of it right there. How about any lubrication? Yeah, if you're, you're talking about for your suspension? Greasing, right. greasing and your suspension wheel, and, and wheel bearings. Do your wheel bearings if they I, you can if they're sounding bad. I'd go ahead and, and do that, of course. Um, but in, in, until you have a problem with them, you don't have to. But you can regrease them. You definitely can regrease your bearings and then regrease your uh, suspension fittings. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, I sure do appreciate that. I'll get it done. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Oh, Harry, we're so glad that you called in. Let's go to our next call, and that would be Vicki in Waynesboro. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Ooh. Oh, no. Vicki from Waynesboro? All right. Well, let's try. Hang on a second. Let's try John in Mobile. John, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Well, all right. Hello, this is Vicky. Oh, hey, Vicky. Vicky. Thanks. We're so glad that you called in. Uh, welcome to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yes, I have a question. I have a uh, Toyota Camry um, 2007. I have 267,000 miles, and I've taken my car. I heard a clicking when I turned, so I've taken my car into the Toyota dealership, and they told me I needed struts and supports. And I later taken it to another dealership, and they said tie rods needed to be replaced. And I was wondering, what is the difference? Are they the same? Or I'm going to tell you right now, not, neither one of those sound right to me. Every mechanic listening or person that's a DIYer on here knows that's a CB joint clicking more than likely. So uh, I would get a diagnosis with the independent shop. Um, unfortunately, dealerships, a lot of times they have... Um, guys that are i'd say kind of limited on on repairs on a car of that old they're used to working on the newer stuff and they don't really get something that old that often so they're not doing a lot of diagnostics usually they're usually doing a lot of new car stuff which is like minor things especially on toyota so i'd recommend uh taking it to an independent shop maybe independent suspension shop that does specifically suspension brakes alignment and that sort of thing and have them look at it and get a get a third opinion on that 
Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Vicki, we're so glad that you called in. We appreciate you being a listener. Let's go next to John at Mobile. John, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Oh, fantastic. Uh, thank you, Liz. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, I knew it was the CV joint when she described it. I've had that uh, several right. times. Everybody um, knows that. I'm so surprised that she got misdiagnosed. But, yeah. I had a question about road testing and alignment. I've got a 2001 Mercury Sable, and uh, the thing chewed up uh, the two front tires without my even suspecting it, and I thought of myself as being auto-knowledgeable. So I had them replaced, and I need an alignment, but the thing is, uh, it may have had... Uh, some front-end damage, there's evidence of it having been uh, repainted. And I want to know if it's possible to uh, get a good alignment on a car that uh, won't be aligned if they just do it within spec on the machine. Right. That's a good question. Uh, you don't know until you drive it, until it, or until it wears out tires after getting alignment. It yeah, can, it's um, like because well, it can line up straight. for me was when I'd stop the car uh, after taking it somewhere, I'd have a smell of burnt rubber, a few whiffs of burnt rubber. And I thought it was uh, a belt on the inside of the engine compartment. No, it was the uh, tires giving up their life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, can, can they get a good alignment on this car uh, if I tell them uh, that it may, you know, the spec adjustment may not do it? Uh no, probably not. But uh, you probably have suspension components that are worn out, too, on top of that. So it's just Could making a, a minor problem a lot worse. Because if you've driven it for a while and now all of a sudden it's doing that, you may have something that's just worn out and your angle's all wrong. Um, so I would get, I would have a good look at that suspension. Get get someone you trust to look at it and look it over really, really good. Repair that. Then get it aligned. Then see how it does. See how the tires wear. Watch the tires for 5,000 miles until your next tire rotations. You get a really good idea of where it's wearing, if it's going to wear. And tr- well, and see if it tracks straight. You know, some t- so that cars can be wrecked and be lined up straight, but you don't okay. really know until you do it. Uh, the other thing was, uh, will mechanics road test cars anymore? You know, so that they can hear the noises, so that they can get the feel of the car. I get the impression that, you know, they just uh, do things in the shop, and uh, you're the one left to find out if it's, you know, still squealing, scraping, or whatever. I've seen that where they didn't they didn't do that uh, on a lot of cars. I've seen that. But, no, a good mechanic, of course, road tests and makes sure everything is good before you get it back. And, you know, that's just a matter of finding a place that you can trust that that is getting it done and you're not getting back cars that still have the same problem that you sent it in for and that sort of thing. And that's where I kind of repeat what I said earlier, and it was something I thought about over those winter holidays, that taking your oil change and doing that at a place, at a, at a small independent shop that you wouldn't normally, you would just pass right by, and getting to know it's a, an independent shop is really your best bet so that you can feel comfortable taking them something like that. And they're, a lot of times they're not going to charge you to just have a look at it. If all it is is putting it on their lift, but you take it somewhere else and they're going to they're charge you for that time or yeah. give you a misdiagnosis because they didn't actually look at it. So, right. so that's okay, something I recommend. Uh, uh, can I offer my recommendation for cleaning headlights? Sure. 
Okay, use baking soda instead yeah. of toothpaste. Uh, just clean the headlights, make a paste out of baking soda, uh, put it on a, a wet, uh, well, squeeze it out, wet uh, paper towel pad or cloth pad, and then scrub the headlight side to side that way. And uh, you'll get a noticeable improvement. If right. You, that's just, if Yeah, that's basically that. wet sanding it. Yep. And then okay. to make that last, you want to spray it with the clear coat. Clear coat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just like you would paint something. You put painter's tape around your headlight and spray it with the clear coat to, to, to seal that in. Good. But yeah, yep. Just basically wet sanding it. That's all you're doing is resurfacing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Allison. You're very welcome. Bye. Yay, John. We got to our, our remedy for our, uh, sh- our uh, he- uh, the headlight. Lights, that's that is fantastic. All right, we have some more calls to get to. Let's get to Caitlin in Ocean Springs. Caitlin, we appreciate you calling in to autocorrect. Go ahead. Hi. Um, so I have a 2010 Subaru Impreza um, that I bought in upstate New York. And it, I bought it a couple years ago. It's been a great car. It only had 66,000 miles on it. Um, but I bought it down, I drove it down here, uh, down to uh, the Gulf Coast to go to school. And um, the only place that I could find for Subarus was the Subaru dealership in Mobile. So I started taking it there, and it had a couple recalls on it, so I took it in. And ever since then, both my headlights have gone out. My indicators keep going blinking real fast and then going back to normal and blinking real fast and then going back to normal. And I'm wondering, um, I don't know if the light, uh, if the bulbs in the headlights have ever been replaced or... Um, and like this is just the normal lifespan for a headlight bulb or if this is an electrical issue I need to be worried about. Okay. That's a crazy problem to have. Um, yeah. It's, it sounds like you do have an electrical situation. Something's going on with the wiring, uh, possibly. Something's crossing lines. Um, and if that... I, it, it's just it, it can happen to any car. You could have had a rat get in there. Be honest with you, and, and messed up your wiring a little bit, something like that. Because your your sounds like a kind of a weird situation. So I would I kind of assume weird things happened because <laughs> uh, that's that it's that's unusual. Um, but I probably if that were me, if I wasn't able to figure it out myself, I'd take that to an electrical automotive place and ask if they feel comfortable diagnosing that. A place that does electrical because your your headlights are very electrical. They are that's the system that that runs them, and so electrical diagnostics is how you're going to break it down on what's going on with them and find out what's actually happening. So that's so that's not something I should ask the dealership to try to fix. No, no, it's it's okay. not. Yeah, um, uh, pretty much every dealership I've ever known doesn't do like high end electrical diagnostics. They usually send that to someone. It's just not something they deal with often on new cars, so they don't. A lot of them don't even have multi-testers in their toolboxes. So, uh, you know, that's just not something they deal with regularly. So they don't have a reason to to do that. So that's what I'd reckon is like a small automotive electrical shop for that. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. I wish I knew the exact answer. All right, Caitlin, we're so glad that you were able to call in. Let's go now to Sean in Brookhaven. Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Hey, thanks for having me, Allison. You're welcome. Thank you. I have a 2006 Chevrolet GMC 1500 two-wheel drive. I had it. I've had it for five years. It has 310,000 miles, 
and still running strong. Wow. The miles Is that, that the I put on it, uh, it's a 3.7 V8. Okay. Or three, 4.3, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. And the mileage that I put on it is from, just say, for instance, Jackson to Fushan. I work offshore, so it okay. has a lot of highway miles. Okay. It, the day, uh, about three or four days after I had driven it off the lot, it was sold as is, it started tapping. And I said, really? you got to be kidding me. I immediately started looking on uh, YouTube and pulling up reviews about that year model, that motor, and so on. And it was common. So from what I understand, that it is one of GMC's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, boo-boos? Uh, well, it, 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 was, it was common. It was common for yeah. those motors to do that. I've done my, I did my own fluid changes belts, you know, my, I did my own maintenance, and it still runs strong. strong. What other concerns should I have about it in the future? Because it's it's not smoking, it's not burning oil, using oil or anything. It, it's just as clean as whenever I get ready to change it on my regular three to about 5,000 miles. Okay. All right. It's, it does kind of sound like an oil problem. Maybe your oil pump's acting up a little bit, which is not often did it when you looked it up it didn't have a common repair for that problem uh there is and that's just a uh, lifter the lifter something about yes yeah that was a thought of mine so once those act up but uh that's that uh that you can get those replaced and have it back brand new and maybe get another three hundred thousand miles out of it yes and i also read in one review a guy had put over 600,000 miles on his truck, and it did not miss a lift. Even with the tap, it didn't get louder. It didn't get lower. It just stayed the same, and awesome. he had changed it. And probably to this day, he's probably still driving it. So. Right. Well, I mean, you might can pull that or, you know, go ahead and, and get it fixed. Because I know it's, it's annoying when it taps like that. It, uh, it does. And I'm, I'm about to get ready to sell it. And yeah. that was the only concern and you wanted I had. To, but it still runs strong. To get that fixed. Truck. Did you get an estimate on getting that done? I haven't, not yet. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's very high for that. Uh, it's, it's That's a simple engine to work on. So, but, um, yeah, good luck with that. And, yeah, lifters, that can they can drop and make a, a tapping noise. And I guess it can be minor where you can still run your car for a while. Some has, of them will shut down. That is correct. And it has. It's been good to me. And it's not given me any problems. But I just wanted to. Okay. Thank you for your time, and you have a good afternoon. You do the same. All right. And we thank you so much for calling in, Sean. Uh, Delphina and Benny, hang on. And we've also got three emails. This was a very popular show today. Uh, We're so glad that you all are listening to us. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. When we come back, we'll talk about what's in the news.
get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of this great program today, you can listen to the whole show on our website, mpbonline.org. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, as you can find her on social media, Allison Walker, ASE certified auto mechanic. All right, so in the news, Walmart is using Udelve. U-D-E-L-V, for its latest driverless car tests to deliver groceries. Walmart is now piloting a grocery delivery program with autonomous vehicles with U-Delve in uh, Surprise, Arizona. And it already works with Ford and Waymo to experiment with driverless cars. That is, you know, it's kind of the Jetsons' future, but... Uh, very helpful, you know, with the, if you can't get out to get your groceries delivered to you. We're talking about headlights today or whatever you have uh, that you'd like to talk about. We're going to go to Delphina in Canton. Delphina, thank you for calling into AutoCorrect. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on with you? I have an 05 Lexus that the glass covering of the headlight keeps turning yellowish. And caused me not to be able to see well at night. And I was wondering what I could use to clean that. Okay. Well, what I would recommend is to get, you can get the auto, the little lens kits that you see in the auto parts store. And that mm-hmm. just, you're just wet sanding it. And it's got different grades of sand, so sandpaper. And you usually start with like a five or 800 grit. And, and that's the harsher one. And, and you get it started. And then you go down to like a thousand grit. And it, so it'll have a, a few different, um, ones that you do like that as you're getting it finer and then you're going to put on a clear coat and if you don't put on that clear coat it's going to get back yellow fairly quickly uh so some of the home remedies um are just not good so i recommend getting the getting the kit and using those little wet sanding pads and wet sanding it and then you've got to put on that clear coat on there and so it won't get will a clear coat be in the kit I think some of them have it, and some some have like a gel or whatever that you wipe on there. I don't recommend that. Mm-hmm. I recommend getting the can of spray clear coat that's UV resistant. It is for headlights, and that's sold in auto parts store too. And it's probably made by 3M, which is a great company that makes all kind of products. So excellent. There you go. Because yeah, I, I was using a home remedy. I've used toothpaste. That will clean it for a minute, but it doesn't last. I don't know if they're they're damaged now, where you'd have to replace the whole headlight assembly. But you can at least you can try a kit, or just go ahead and replace them, and then know next time not to do that because it it will when you use the home remedy, the toothpaste, it doesn't it ends up messing it up more. Where you, oh, okay, it, yeah, it makes it worse. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right, Delphina, we're so glad that you called in about that. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about headlights today, and I guess some auto body shops 
if an individual didn't feel comfortable doing it themselves, an auto body shop could refinish your headlights for you? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's 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 some businesses that do just that, right. just headlight uh, cleaners, that and they put the clear coat on and everything like that. I know I uh, when I worked at the dealership that I worked at did we did one. It was like a hundred dollars to right. get okay. some headlights, and so it's not expensive and compared to the cost of a new assembly, it's right. very cheap. Right. But uh, one thing I found that was interesting from the Triple uh, A talking about that it's the sun that does this and. If you have a car uh, uh, less than five years old, you can buy like a sunscreen to put on your car to to kind of protect it from going bad, from the, getting the, the scratches. But uh, if your car is maybe five years and older, then uh, you, you just need to resand it and then put the clear coat on. Okay, that's a good tip. And another thing we've talked about with the headlights, uh, Mississippi laws, the headlights must be used from sunset to sunrise. You, If you have your high beams on, you have to turn them off if uh, traffic is within 500 feet. You have to use your headlights if you can't see at least 500 feet. And we did talk about hazard lights one time, and hazard lights are only allowed to indicate a disabled vehicle along the side of the road. Benny, I'm so sorry we didn't get to you and our emails that we got. We will reply to the emails. And uh, I think this is it for our show. That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener today has been Jay White and our board engineer is Michelle McAdoo. So for Allison Walker, this gal's just everywhere. You can follow her on Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram, the Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm Liz Gill, and up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. But we hope you'll join us next Thursday at 10 a.m. on AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.